Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Emmy. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Is it morning still? I guess we're maybe moving into lunchtime. I don't know. We're getting started a little late today. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw this on Instagram because literally I feel like I'm totally addicted. There was something that was like, is it still January? That was a meme of like, is it still January? This has been the longest month. It's still January, people. It is still January. And by the way, like we're not that close to it not being January. I mean, we still have seven more days. Yeah. it's This has Another been a long week. month. I know. Like next Monday, it'll still be January. That's wild. <sighs> so it's a five-week month. Yeah, it's painful. Painful. In the retail world, though, January is always a four-week month. Oh. March is always a five-week month. Right, right. Even if it feels like it's a five-week month in January. The retail calendar, no, it's March. Uh, I'm so excited for retail. Like, I, spring is my favorite. It's my favorite. Favorite. Spring is, well, I say spring. We had some resort come in that kind of looks like spring. Ugh, it's so it's nice. I posted on Instagram today. It's beautiful. It makes yeah, me happy. I love it. You, you, we are always talking about how we are summer people. We are summer people. Clothes, mm. food, Everything. weather. I'd rather be hot than cold. Me too. Yes. Although you're cold all the time. <laughs> Which is why I'd I'm rather a, be hot than cold. Yes, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, however, have been sweating for the last eight months of my well, life. Well, yes, but that's almost coming to an end. <laughs> I know. You guys, I mean, we mean I have some... Some news. Some exciting news, but exciting, but sort of not sad necessarily. Well, but. we've just decided that we are going to have this be the last episode of season one. Which, by the way, is now 65 episodes. So I feel like that's a season one that's been going on. <laughs> we might be the only people with one season of 65 episodes. <laughs> I think we just never... So out of the 60 or the year plus we've been doing this, we've missed three weeks. Three weeks. So we've decided that with the baby coming and everything, life. we're just life. We're just going to give ourselves a little bit of a break, and that way we're not scrambling, and the episodes are still good quality. And when we come back, it'll be even better. But we'll so, have great people lined yeah, up. Exactly. So sometime in the spring, we'll be back with season two. Season two. And we're really excited about it. We're I excited. Th I think for us mentally, this is the best decision we could make. I know. I mean, it's. If we're still in COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like right now there's just a lot going on and we need to take we need to take advantage of the fact that we love, love, love doing this and it has not become a chore and we don't want it to become a chore. Exactly. So we exactly. want to take the time to reset. Take a deep breath. Yes. Have a baby. Have a baby. Have a third baby. I mean, I'm glad it's you and not me. Oh my, could you imagine? I'll babysit. I'll come babysit. Yeah, you can come hang out. That's perfect. That's that's about all I can offer. That's honestly, that's I can I just need human interaction. Yes. Let me tell you, when I had my kids and I had to sit at home by myself by yourself. with a baby, mm -hmm. I, I thought that was maybe the worst time of yeah. my life. Some people absolutely love that. That is not me. Like that, I wanted to no. put that baby in a stroller and go somewhere. That's why I I, during quarantine, I walked so much because oh, so I just had to get, mm -hmm. yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. But well, so we thought we would kind of go back and look at, well, should we do our pit and peaks? Oh, first? should we do our pit and peaks? Yeah, we can yeah, do that. We'll do pit and peaks. And then afterward, okay, we're just going to we'll, recap kind of. Let's recap. We'll recap. Yeah. Well, do you want me to go? Or you want to go? <laughs> you go. You go. 
We don't have an intro to read. So usually I know we don't just to give you a peek behind the curtain of this <laughs> we extremely well oiled podcast. Yes, we do our intro at the end normally. I know, but whoever goes first on the pit and peak usually, uh, usually me reads, because then yes, the second person read reads the, the intro oh, for our yeah. guests, but we don't have that today. So Well, your life's more exciting than mine anyway. So give me a full pit and peak. Gosh. Honestly, the pit's like, I don't know which one to pick. Really? There's a list? I don't know. I just, I'm at that point in my pregnancy where everything hurts. I wondered if you were sleeping sitting Um, up. I think I might have to because I have this weird pain in one of my sides and I couldn't. And that, okay, this is the pit is that I sleep is very important to me as it is to most people. Mm -hmm. And um, there comes a point in your pregnancy where you stop sleeping and this morning I woke up at 4.45. Like permanently? Like you were Wide up? awake. Oh. So what time did the kids wake up? I feel like you were texting seven. me early in the morning. Huffman usually wakes up around 7. Campbell wakes up at 8. So eight. Oh, she's Campbell. my sleeper. Yeah, seven's actually that's pretty good. I mean, seven and eight. No, they're gr- that's amazing. You're I think so lucky. One thing that I've done well with my children is the sleep thing. God, that's so good. I seven I, is. So I don't. Reasonable. I don't know if I can take credit. I'm. I'm taking credit for take it. Take it. Take all the credit um, you can. But yeah, they go down at seven, and then Huffman wakes up at seven, and Campbell wakes up at eight. But we're like, I don't I'm, think my kids ever went to bed at seven. Really? I'm so jealous. No, I, I was a disaster. I could never get there. I could never get them. In bed well, you're probably seven. way more fun of a mom than no, I am. No, uh, I'm not fun. <laughs> my kids will tell you I'm not fun. Jim is a fun one. I am like the, <laughs> and it's not even like, I mean, I try to be a disciplinarian, but I'm not a very good disciplinarian and I'm not that fun. Oh no. At 630, I'm like, it's bath time and we start our routine and then it takes about 30 minutes. Sometimes it goes a little over. Although Huffman has been sneaking out of his room and going upstairs into the playroom to play. No. Mm-hmm. We've caught him now the last three nights. So like I what think, time? Uh, so the other night. Well, okay. So my pit. Okay, wait. My, so I missed the, I interrupted the pit. Though. No. Well, so the peak is that it was Jeff's birthday this last week. Oh, right. I saw that. on. So Instagram. it was really fun. We went to actually Broadway 10. Big shout out. Yeah, I was there before Christmas, and they did an excellent job. And the, it was packed. It was happening. There were all different kinds of people there. Yeah, this I forget how fun. beautiful that place yeah. is, too. It's really pretty. Our waiter, we had actually a waiter and a waitress kind of helping out. Was it just the two of you, or did you hope It was just group? the two okay. of us. Because, yeah, we. I mean, during COVID, I don't know. I, who knows what to do right now? It's like, know. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But um, we just went, the two of us, in like, the level of service and the quality of the food now it is expensive yeah but but it was worth every penny i mean it was really good that makes me happy because i really loved it and i thought i was thinking about going back yeah well did you see did you have their sushi no because uh, we we went with like a bit there were like 30 of us oh okay and so did you sit upstairs no, we sat downstairs at a really long table. Oh, oh, but you know what I did? I ordered like whatever the vegan dish was. And it was good. It was Well, they fabulous. have three vegan dishes, had, which like, I thought was great. Yes, yes. Maybe. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, and their sushi, um, somebody, one of my friends the other day was telling me that their sushi is like the best. That's what I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love sushi. I like sushi when somebody else orders it for the table and it's not like my main thing. Oh, really? Which is why Broadway 10 could be good. Cause like, yeah, cause could you could have like a an couple. appetizer and then you could have whatever. Well, and that's what we did is, I mean, I can't have the good sushi. It has to be cooked. Oh, yeah. But, um, we did have a sushi roll for our app. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. It, How old was Jeff turning? Can you tell me? He's 31. 30, 31. Oh, yeah, because last year was 30 when you went uh, fishing. Uh-huh. 
Yep. But I did get him another fishing trip for his birthday. You did? Yeah. It's not the same place or different place? No, that place is way too expensive. (laughs) That was for a 30. You have to be on a decade. Yeah. 30, 40, 50 for that place. um, There's a really, apparently a really great fly shop in uh, Beaver's Bend. Oh, down there in South Mm -hmm. East Oklahoma? Yes. So near Broken Bow? Near Broken Bow. As my mother says, let's Mm -hmm. take a home in Broken Bow. I don't. That's a long Which story. Which we went down to Broken Bow when I was little and it was scary. Uh-huh. I don't think it's, I think it's really nice now. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I think we're, it, and it's a, a close enough drive. I think we can either stay one or two nights yep. or I don't know what we'll do. So that was his, I think That's this, so nice. I like this tradition of giving him like a small, like little getaway. Yeah. And fishing is something we both enjoy. So it's like our thing that we do together. Did you fish growing up? You did, oh, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. I think I've told this on the podcast that like for my 13th birthday, I'd asked for a Prada purse and I got a fly fishing rod. <laughs> Not that I, I mean, think that a 13-year-old you know, so deserves you, you would love a fly, fly fishing rod or a Prada purse. Well, like, I was, pretty, good I was pretty mad about the That's why I like you. fly rod. Though. It's not all about the Prada. <laughs> well, when I was... I was I think I was not appreciative. You, probably not. No. Yes. And sure I think you, it was more expensive uh, than, than the products. Yes, yeah. of course. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. But um, now you've, you've had this love of fishing and of being outdoors that, you know, I think you instill in a kid. You know, I think that was a good time for you to start doing that. I, I'm I'm trying. It's so funny because the, those things that your parents force you to do as a child mm-hmm. and then you start forcing your kid to do them yes. and you're like, wait. Wait a minute. I remember that. Yeah. How I felt when my parents forced me. But then you're, you are so appreciative when you get older. You are. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that works, right? Yeah. So hopefully one day all of this hard work with my kids, the it will Campbell off. will be yes. recording a podcast and I'll hear her say something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Everybody will have a podcast then. Well, oh, everybody yeah. has a podcast now. So. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, anyway, so we were, I don't know how I got here. Well, we, it was, we had a pit and then we had the peak was just Oh, birthday. okay. So how we caught Huffman was oh, that. right. Up in the playroom. <laughs> in the playroom was that my in-laws came in town on Saturday, which was really great to see Jeff. And we all had dinner. They brought this barbecue from Fort Worth called Heim Barbecue. That's like kind of, it's become the new best barbecue in Texas, okay. according to them, okay. which I believe it was really, really good. I don't know if it's better than Butcher Stand. But in all fairness, you know, it was like hours old. Right, right, right. So. Okay. Um, but <laughs> so Saturday night, we put the kids to bed at 7.15, 7.30-ish. And then, you know, we go to the living room. They're all having a glass of wine. We're all chatting. It's probably nine o'clock. <gasps> and Hoffman? The we go, they're staying in a hotel because we no longer have a guest room because now we have three children. Yes. And we, I, you know shut the front door. I lock it. I turn around and I can see the light is on in his room. And I'm like, what? And he's, he does get scared of the dark. So he'll turn on his light and then fall asleep. Yeah. I walk in there. He is not in his bed. <laughs> I'm like, where That's is That's a little shock to the system. You're yeah. Like, oh my God. Where's the kid? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So I'm like, where is he? And then I just hear, cause the stairs to the playroom, the base of them is right at his door. And I just hear this like tapping upstairs. I'm like Huffman. And I hear this yeah. <laughs> oh was, my goodness. He so, was playing quietly. At least. He was, <laughs> you know, but then in my head, I was like, how, how often does he do this? This clearly was not the first time. I guess he can get out of his room and go up the stairs without you seeing, without your seeing, without us seeing in the, where the, the stairs are sort of over my closet. So if he's playing really quietly up there, yeah. we, we really can't hear him. Unless you're doing a try on session. 
which I love, you know, which I, love. I know you love to do. I love to stay in my closet, <laughs> try on all my clothes. Maybe not right this instant. No, no, no. no. Actually, it's pretty funny right now. But <laughs> I was packing my hospital bag and I was like, this is just oh, why, why you've been trying. But yeah, so my pit is that now because he has been tired in the morning sometimes. I'm like, how's this kid tired? You got 12 hours of sleep. And so now I'm putting it together that maybe he's been sneaking out. So, And you think he eventually takes himself back downstairs. That's the thing. I wonder it's what time like, that happens. I don't know. I don't know. So it's funny. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So be on the lookout. Be on the, and it might, I mean, now that the new baby is coming, it oh, might get I've, worse before it gets better. That's what I've been told mm -hmm. by his teachers. It's like, there's this, they act out and they, and he does this, he pretends to be a baby thing and it is real annoying. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually they'll all be teenagers. And so. Well, then he'll really be sneaking out, right? And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I know we were so off. Of, our playroom is upstairs and it you can walk out of the playroom window onto our roof. Oh. And when we moved in, we're like, oh, this would be so cool to put a deck out up here. And then I'm like, yeah, let me just give our children a place to go smoke to cigarettes. Go smoke cigarettes, climb in and out of. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. And Because I, I was like, oh, yeah, we could put a spiral staircase and like you could get from the deck downstairs. And then I was like, why am I giving my children the opportunity <laughs> to sneak out? I'm creating it for them oh. and just making it that much easier. Let me tell you, the decisions that you have to make and the, the guidance you have to give when they get older is really... Did you ever sneak out? Well, you were boarding no, I, school. Oh, well, I did actually sneak out once. Actually, I sneaked out twice. Never from my own house, okay? Oh, okay. I, like, I was kind of a wimp. I mean, I got in plenty of trouble, my parents will tell you. But so we went the summer after seventh grade. We went on a, a trip with school to England. Wait, seventh grade? Uh, after seventh grade, we went on a trip with school to England. And we stayed in this, like, British boarding school for three weeks. Oh, my gosh. And... Leslie Serbeck's parents were the were the chaperones. And for some reason, Leslie and I decided we were going to sneak out of Madame our... Serbeck? Yes, Madame she... Serbeck. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, she was scary. Uh -huh. so, and, but Leslie was a good friend of mine. So we decided that we were going to sneak out of whatever, like our boarding school dorm room. And I don't even know where we went. I don't even know why we sneaked out. But Mr. and Mrs. Serbeck caught us. And we got in a lot of trouble. So that was the first time I sneaked out. And then I sneaked out in boarding school and I got in lots of trouble and I got suspended for a week. You did? Yes. And I had to take a Greyhound bus to, because my parents were like, we're not flying you home from Massachusetts, like spur of the moment, right? Like it was like, you're suspended and bye-bye that day. They were like, <gasps> no way. So they had our next door neighbor's daughter and son-in-law lived in Hanover, New Hampshire, because he was a professor or something, a Dartmouth or a doctor or something. I got on a Greyhound bus No, in New England, which actually in New England, we took the bus to Boston all the time. So like it wasn't like getting on a Greyhound bus here necessarily, but I got on a Greyhound bus all by myself and drove the two hours to Hanover and got off to some people I'd never met before and had to stay in their basement. So that'll teach you never to sneak out. Stay oh, in their I basement for a week. You were going to say they made you come all the way back to Oklahoma on a Greyhound. No, no, no. I just went to Hanover, New Hampshire. But <laughs> so I had to stay in their basement for a week and it was slightly creepy. That is very odd. So, yeah. So, I wasn't a big sneaker outer. Okay. Neely sneaked out when she was like in eighth grade. She and her friend Sheridan, like they rode their bikes at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I remember this. And then they proceeded to lie about it. And then Rosie got to the bottom of it. Yeah. Of Rosie was she like, did. I don't believe this story. I don't believe it. And, and I was like, oh, Rosie, it sounds really. She was like, I don't believe any of this. <laughs> and she, oh, God, that was so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the, very you good. could probably, Jim has all these cameras all over our house. So, I don't know how much sneaking out you could do right now. 
Yeah, how I don't know how teenagers get away with anything. I mean, you can track uh, them on your phone. Do you know how they get away? You know what we talked about. So, so okay. So let's do my pit and my peak. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't even really. So I don't even know if this was like a pit or a peak, but so it starts out as a pit. But you know, you've seen all these news reports about kids buying what they think is like a Xanax or something off of Snapchat. What? Yes. And they buy these pills off of Snapchat from something, someone that you call a plug, just so you know. I didn't know what I didn't know what that was. What's a plug? Jim knew what it was, but it's like your drug dealer on Snapchat, basically. Why why is okay, it's, not, it's like it's like somebody that you can like pay to get vapes for you and they bring them to your house or pay to get alcohol and they bring it to your house. It's all done. How do Snapchat. you find a plug on Snapchat? I don't know the answer to that question. That is beyond my why are, capabilities. Okay, can I can I have a couple of questions because okay. I'm this is like blowing my mind. I've never even heard but I also don't watch the news and I don't Well have you're good. Do not watch the news. Wait, so why is Snapchat a good vehicle for drug like why? Because it all goes away, I think. Like you take a picture and it goes away. I don't know how Snapchat works. I'm not on it, but I think it's like it I all mean, goes I... away. Like Snapchat can't really monitor it. So we were so a really good friend of mine, one of my very best friends, her one of her really good friends' son. This happened to. He bought what he thought was a Xanax. He was like 14 years old. What he thought was a Xanax off of Snapchat. What was it? I may not be telling the story exactly right. And it's laced with fentanyl. <gasps> Did he so, like, pass he away? Died. No, he didn't. In his bed at home all by himself. Like, I mean, his parents were dead, but like, he just thought he was like taking a Xanax because that's what kids do. I don't even know. So this, this happened probably six, oh, maybe like at the beginning of the summer. And, um, and it's since happened to like eight more kids or something. And there was something about it on the Today Show well, the other day. Well, this is why, okay, sidebar. Yeah. All drugs are laced with fentanyl, right? Is basically this like a at this thing? point, like any like, yes. Sorry, I shouldn't say all. It sounds like there's so many people mm-hmm. who are yes. So so Neely, so so we had been so I'd been telling Neely and Gracie about um, this friend of mine's friend son, and we had been talking about it kind of all summer, and then there was something on the Today Show, and then so we sat down at the dinner table, and to talk about it, and you know I'm like real anti-drug, like I'm yes, I'm a, yes. you know. I'm I'm of the original don't do drug generation. Okay, don't do drug generation. <laughs> you wore a dare T-shirt, didn't you? I I didn't, but I might as well have. Okay, so um, so we sat down at the dinner table, and this is where I learned because we talked about um this friend of the friend, and then we talked about the what was happening on the Today Show and how they had been talking about it. And Neely asked a really good question. She's like, I don't understand why drug dealers put fentanyl in things if you're going to die from it. Why would you kill off your customers? That's a great question. And I was like. Oh, Neely, that's actually why would you kill off your customers? And so Jim said that that the high you get from fentanyl is so much greater than the high you get from anything else that like you become instantly addicted. Let's, let's say it doesn't kill you, you become instantly addicted, and then you want to come back for more, and then you're like, my gosh, to we this literally person. were just talking about this yesterday. Like it's yes. so that we had this whole fit, not on our growth conversation. We had this whole fit, we had this whole conversation mm-hmm. that turned into I learned about what a plug was and about. Snapchat about so my long story short is Jim has cameras all over our house so the plug will bring things to your house whatever you want this is how you get the fentanyl laced Xanax or what you think is going to be so like. they, they don't bring have it to, to your house you give them your address you don't have to go olds. hey Joe on the nope. corner of no nope. wow Mm-mm, that is no more so that. crazy and so we so Jim has the cameras updated, so it's harder for plugs to get to our house. But I mean, it was it was a really good conversation because I learned a lot because I don't really know a lot about it, um, and so that was maybe like being able to sit down and have a good conversation with my kids about it was a peak. It was it I 
normally I get really defensive about it and it stresses me out and I'm sort yeah. of angry. And this was a, okay, let's just really talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about the world we live in. Let's talk about the reality of it. Let's talk about, you know, so do I think my kids are never going to order anything from some plug on Snapchat? No, I don't want them to. And at least now they understand that it can be really dangerous. Um, so it was that was kind of a peak was being able to have that conversation with my kids. I mean, I don't know if they, they would so say the same thing, but scary. Um, but it was, you know, as they get older, these conversations yeah. just get more and more stressful and more and more really life or death. Right. Or, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We're just we're talking about this subject. No, but. no, I think this is. I mean, it's it's a little bit more intense than what we normally talk about. However, I was we were literally talking about this yesterday, Jeff and I. Unfortunately, somebody I knew growing up just passed away, and um, it was an overdose. I'm not sure exactly what drug it was, but you can only assume that there was some sort of something in there that he didn't know, yeah, or whatever. And you're just like thinking in your head, like. You know, he went to the same schools I did and his parents sent him to all these amazing rehab facilities. And yeah. it just I don't know. It, I just I guess I'm at that age, like in your early 30s, where if people have been using drugs since high school, it's catching up. It and I'm up. Mm -hmm. I'm having I'm seeing a lot of people pass away that I knew who did heavy drugs in high school. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I went through that exact same thing. My sister, Rosie, has been through that exact same yeah. thing. And it just so I mean, it goes back to my original thing. Don't do drugs. But <laughs> but I think we can't shy away from those really hard conversations. Yeah. Just because kids. they're scary. Just because they're scary. And it's really scary for it's really scary for me because I don't well, you know, I didn't know what know ketamine was. I was watching White Lotus. Oh, I had to stop watching that. That was too stressful when they got to he, that whole scene. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. I have shy away from all of that well, really Euphoria, stressful you, stuff. Well, Euphoria, I nope. asked you if I should watch it. And I was like, it honestly scares me. And I don't even have a teenager. <laughs> Neely says to me last night, she's like, Mom, Euphoria is coming out. I got to go upstairs. It was last night. There. Oh, no. Yeah, Sunday. Come out on Sunday. Yes, mm -hmm. eight o'clock. I gotta get from dinner. I gotta go watch Euphoria. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm letting a 15 year old watch Euphoria. This is there, there's like just something not right about that. She's and she's like, Mom. I mean, if you decide to watch it, watch it by yourself because it's really embarrassing. And I was like, uh, First of all, I'm not watching it. No way, Jose. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like and I love Zendaya. I love Zendaya. Ugh. I feel like this is though like my parents. Like I watched Traffic when I was. Nope, I have never seen that. Okay, well, I'm just <laughs> saying. I feel like if you do it in the right way, it can be almost yes. educational. It is dramatized, whatever. However, unfortunately, in some situations, it's educational in the bad way yes. where it like shows. If I do think Euphoria shows the bad side of it all. It sounds like it it's does. It's not like. Well, Traffic know. did. Yeah, you're right. Tra I, I never watched it, but I do. Oh, my yeah. God. That, that movie just. Uh, it stuck with me. And that's the thing is when you're impressionable, when you're that young and yeah. things like they do stick with you. So hopefully it. Hopefully it'll stick with them. And that, that just those, you know. Just having those conversations. We didn't plan on having it. It was sort of spur of the moment. So it was nice. Yeah. So that was a peak. My other peak was our event that we had on Thursday and Friday. Oh, yeah. We had, a blast. City, boots. We had city boots and Love Tokens jewelry. Well, and of course, Greta. last week on awesome. the podcast, I was like, I'm so glad we're not going to postpone <laughs> boots. And then we and then, did. I know. So but I don't know how much money we raised for Infra Crisis yet because I haven't gotten oh, all the sales yeah. reports back. So oh, I'm yeah. excited to be able to. Give some money to Infant Crisis. Well, maybe boots, get a dress together before March 26th. Yeah, now. so Boots is now postponed <laughs> till March 26th. It was just last week was one of those weeks where it, it just things were happening. Like Campbell got exposed, but they didn't tell us until like days later. And then so, it, I, yeah, it, it just like all of these 
things with COVID were like, it was yes. like, boom, 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 boom. And oh, yeah, now we have Neely has COVID now. Right. So now we're, you know, three <laughs> out of four of us have had COVID. Jim has not had COVID. So I mean, I'm knocking know, on wood. Knock on wood. I'm uh, sure I have. I just don't know. Honestly, don't when you're know. pregnant, people are like, oh, I had a headache. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that could be me. And although Any I've day, taken right. three tests now yeah. at this point in the last two weeks. I've got to bring. Oh, yeah. that I've got to bring you back. Oh, you're fine. A COVID test. It's communal. Well, if you need one, I've got them okay. now at my house. And I ordered my free ones from the government. They'll probably never come. I'm not counting on it. That's what, and I was, the whole joke that is, is that, it, well, Huffman School, it doesn't matter. But for Campbell School, they don't even accept those tests. Oh, they don't? No. <laughs> this was a whole nother thing. It was like, I had to get her a oh, PCR yeah, you had to test. Get her a PCR test. And sweet Dr. Nanda, who we've had on the podcast, like swooped in and really saved the day. Because we couldn't find an appointment. And the one we found, it was like $245 out of pocket. That's insane. Insane. So, listen. Yeah. If you're going through it, we feel you. Yeah. We probably are. Yeah. I feel like it's everybody's been affected at this point. I mean, you can't have 10,000 cases a day or whatever it is. and I'm done counting. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, should we – we thought maybe we'd talk about some of our – Highlights, some yeah, of our from season moments one. that we well, really Im- stuck with us from season. It's impossible season one. for us to recap every single episode. Yes, there are we 65. even had to go back like through them all just to remind ourselves. I know, but I think we picked we each picked a couple, mm-hmm. but then we do want to give a shout out to our top three listened episodes. Okay, I mean, tell the people who who are our top three listens. Okay, well, number three is probably the most energetic girl ever, Kristen Allen. Oh, and cycle bar owner. Cycle bar owner. Her, Alfredo's Well, she's delivery just such girl a go-getter. Yeah. And in, in soon to be Rumble. Yes, our opening Rumble in Nicholas's Plaza. Mm-hmm. Right, Thank near, goodness, right next to me. You, yeah. Like, I can drive my moke everywhere. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Wait, that'll be awesome <laughs> after, like, working out to just uh-huh. hop in the moke. Hop and get in the moke and go get a coffee. Uh, so, Kristen, and sure, her cycle bar community is insane. I mean, It's insane. Like, I think that's why it's the number three listen. Because, because those people show up for each other yeah, they do. in a way that I do not see in other communities around Oklahoma City, I don't and think. And she's done that by hiring so many great people who Her have cycle such good stars. energy and yes. who are community builders themselves. And I mean, she really, she well, drove that. Did you see that they did? So Joseph, my favorite instructor. Oh, they did the ballet class. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait, did you see Candace? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Candace, we love you. But when I was like, Wait. Candace was definitely not a ballerina growing up. Her fingers were like all like stuck out like webs like this. And I was dying laughing. Oh my gosh. Well, she's so athletic. That. She is she's so tough and, and she like, has so hard she obviously has good beat and so but Clearly, the, yeah yeah but the gracefulness the gracefulness was she's gonna work on it though. yeah but yes his ballet classes i thought that was such a uh, good collaboration i just the whole cycle bar community honestly is really incredible and i'm i stopped cycling uh, for like, obvious reasons i don't you have a baby yeah i don't know if i should say tmi but Riding a bike when you're pregnant, no. there's too much Mm-mm. blood flow in certain pressure. Pl- no, yeah, no, no, no. Huh. Um, so I quit. But I know that the second between Cycle Bar and Jamie Crone at Evolve, like my post baby body, like I know that those are my that's oh, yeah, that's the recipe yeah. for me. It's a good recipe. Yeah. Um, okay. So number two was Bob Ross. Bob Ross. We know this is going to make your whole year that you're the number two listen. To I don't know. I think podcaster. he really wanted to be number one. Oh, well, we better have you back on. Maybe I know. See if we can get you. To but Bob one. did announce his his governor. What year? His, his, he said 10, 10 years. 
I can't. Yeah, was it 2030? 2030, maybe? 20, he announced he's going to run for governor. In He'll run for governor. Which, so that was big. That was We a, did love having Bob. He came with his notes. Oh, yeah. I want, like, Bob to publish a book of all of his notes. Like, he takes, I didn't realize this, but he takes notes oh, no, everywhere, everywhere he goes. goes. Like, he had all these notes laid out that he was ready to go, and he had really thought about it. He was hysterical. We loved it. He's so thoughtful. And you can tell he's obviously super, super bright energetic, passionate about the passionate city, about the city. I think all the stuff that in as much as done is incredible. I think that's, I would put him in the category of people who like want a good things for Oklahoma city and yes. only good things. You know what yes. I mean? Like and he's he, been giving, given such a great platform yes. to the Gaylords oh, yeah. to be able to do that. You know I mean? hundred yeah. percent. I think he's taken, he's really accelerating our path as a city into a better place. Yeah, totally and he's agree. one of those people who's really, you know, driving that train mm-hmm. and helping out. And anyway, he's yeah. a great. So we loved having him. And then our number one was our first episode with Andrea. I know, Andrea Ridley. And I think it's because people start there. I think you're right. I think they go to the beginning. But Which also, is amazing. she's a community builder. She is. Every single one of these people who's at the top of the list is a community Sorry, builder. Sorry, I didn't, I shouldn't have said it in that way because I, she she's very oh, deserving of yes, the number one spot. very deserving, yes. I just meant like, it's, I love that our number one episode is our number, is one, our number episode. one Yes, is our number one episode. Yeah. So she, you know, she has a community of people around her that love her and that mm-hmm. look to her for guidance and advice and vision. And I think that- that really comes through on her episode. Well, I think too, when I think of a tastemaker oh. in Oklahoma City, yes. Andrea's name is number one for me. For sure. Because I feel like her aesthetic, the things she's brought here, they're all just so unique and different. And every time I talk to her, I feel inspired. Oh my God, you walk away like, oh my God, I can do this. Yeah, like, I can do this. She, she cheers you on and in she- a real sort of peaceful encouraging way. Like, but then it's passionate so, oh, too. yes. Like she, she believes in every single person she meets, which I love. I think, and she's one of those people and my, I have a friend in college who has this superpower where when you're standing in front of Andrea, she makes you feel, and I think it's genuine. This is not oh, phony. Oh, I totally do. But she makes you feel like you're the most important person yeah. in the room mm-hmm. and that what you're talking to her about is very important. Yes. And I think that that is just like, kindness yeah. to the X degree, yeah. right? I mean, it's incredible. One day we're going to go on one of her Abaniya trips. I know. I'm oh my start gosh. saving my money. Literally want to pop this baby out and go to Bali. I know. I think she's in the Bahamas right now or on her way home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, one she's day, so Andrea, wonderful. We're, gonna, we're manifesting it. We're going to come with you. I just like, I can't, or like, she's just, she's brought so much here that I'm so, I mean, yeah. Udonder is like <sighs> my favorite. If my favorite, I was telling you this, my favorite relaxing massage in town is Udonder by far. So many people have come into the store recently and just sung Udonder's praises that they've oh just been there. It's the same thing that you're saying. Their favorite place, their favorite facial, their favorite Actually, massage. their facial. And my eyebrows. Did I tell you guys to get my eyebrows done there? What? Really? Yes. Well, your eyebrows look fabulous. Well, thank you. I might need to make a switch in my eyebrows. I, I just, I'm very, you know, these crazy caterpillars. I'm particular <laughs> about who touches my eyebrows and I'm allergic to wax. So they have to tweeze. Oh, and you're allergic to wax. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a real pain. Yep. It's worse when I'm pregnant too. Oh my goodness. Everything is. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so what about our, the three that sort of for you stick out in your mind? Okay. If I had, you want, do we want to go back and forth? Like you give one, I give one. Or yeah. Do yeah. Wanna, let's okay. Do it. Okay. okay. So, one, one of the three that sort of sticks out in your mind. We had to choose. We had to narrow it down. We've loved them all. Let's be yeah, serious. Yeah, this is like picking our children. Yeah. Although we can probably do that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my first one was Emma Ryan. 
So you love Emma. I do. She's a dear friend of mine, but I even learn more about her in that podcast, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know was possible because I've been friends with her now for for what motivates her. What yes, and I feel like too. We interviewed her at a time when you know she was kind of going something through something in her business, and she's so resilient and positive and. I just, I look at the landscape of Oklahoma City, especially the food landscape, and plant has changed it. We have healthier options because of plant. And I feel like being the first is the hardest, right? And she is kind of one of the well, first. She was maybe really at the first when she was at Matthew Kinney. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like five degrees, she's, which was came first. She's yeah. been on this journey. And yeah, you're right. Plant was probably not the first plant based restaurant. But it was restaurant, definitely. But it's the fir- it moved the fast, needle. casual, moved the yes. needle. It made it more approachable because yes. Matthew Kenny, it was like, I have to go out to dinner to do that. But plant, you can go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's or easy. Take it's out. Yes. Like, I, yeah, like get it all It makes their- it more of your everyday life. I think that she has learned to integrate the plant based lifestyle into Oklahoma City's mm-hmm. lifestyle. Right. Like if Oklahoma City were a person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she's expanded to Edmond. I mean, I just, I only wish good things for her. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I, I adore her. And I think that her podcast, you listen to it and you hear the passion behind her story and everything that she's done. And it all makes sense to me. So what about you? Okay. So the one that I actually, when people say to me, oh, I don't know you had a podcast. What is it about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which one should I listen to? The one that I sort of recommend the most as one that was that has really stuck with me is Emma Butler oh, yeah. and the Hair Initiative. So it was something I had never thought about, never crossed my mind. I mean, and for somebody that is clearly like identify, I identify myself with my hair. I mean, I know that yeah, sounds sort of, you guys no, have seen that, a picture of me. Like wait, I have a lot of his, hair. Yeah, Catherine, and wait, that it is requires so a lot of maintenance and, and a lot of people. So I get this sort of good hair day, bad hair day, but she really has taken hair and allowed people to have difficult conversations as the hair is the jumping off point in a way. Yes. Like the thing that really, st- so it's called the Hair Initiative and their tagline is every child deserves the dignity of a good hair day. And the idea is that she wants to make sure that that youth and their caregivers have resources surrounding hair. And, yeah. I mean, and what I, one of the things that stuck with me was she said that she, one of the things she did was go all over the state mm-hmm. and educating foster parents on their foster children's hair. Right. Right. And she said that when they were in a room together, let's say they were like in a, you know, conference room at a church or they, you know, they had a little meeting place and that parents or foster parents use that as an opportunity to ask maybe harder questions, like questions they were scared to ask otherwise, right? Right. Like the hair sort of was the topic, but then they, you know, they were maybe, they learned more about the children that they were taking care of through that. And I just, like that to me is figuring out how to have difficult difficult conversations Mm -hmm. is so important. I agree. And that just gave people a platform. And I don't know, it just there was something about her about Emma's passion and her resourcefulness. I mean, she has a full-time job. This is just a side job and her work at the juvenile detention center. I mean, I don't I don't know. Just for me it was Yeah. 
I agree. And I think that when we interviewed her, it was such a tumultuous time in our country's history as far as racial stuff. And so to be able to talk about something like hair and have it, yeah, answer questions and clarify and all of those things like you're talking about was so, um, it felt like a weight was sort of lifted in a sense of like, I don't have to feel ashamed for not knowing this. Exactly. I don't have to feel bad that I don't understand. Like right. She but may, that I want to understand. But I want right. to understand. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hide tell, the fact that I right. don't, I don't know it. But the way she also talked about all the different, like it just, yeah, how she, she kept uncovering these sects of people or kids who weren't getting proper hair, you know, or proper hygiene. Right. Like it started out with the foster care system. And then, yeah, she through that, she realized hospitals, juvenile detention centers, like any place where a caregiver was taking care of, you know. Any race yeah. of kid, really. I mean, and, and the fact that that how you f- your, the hygiene of your hair and how you feel about the way you look, look yes. matters in your ability to attack the world every day, right? It, right. It gives you self-confidence. It, well, that's what in the detention center, mm-hmm. she was talking about the girls who were able to like have their hair done. They right. behaved better. That's what they said. Which that, I don't know if the behavior is the right word, but they had. No, that's what was, they, didn't they say that the number one disciplinary problem, the disciplinary problems in the juvenile detention center, it's all stem from hair. Right. Like the, the majority yes. of them stem from yes. hair. So she's making an impact way beyond, way beyond just making someone's hair look cute. Yeah. And she's been able to stick true to her mission that she initially started out Mm -hmm. with, which I feel like with nonprofits, like that's tough because you do, as you Mm -hmm. go, you uncover all these people who need your services. And she's been able to still keep her mission, keep, you know, what she wants Mm -hmm. to do, but she's been able to help a lot more people. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to listen to one, definitely listen to Emma Emma Butler. That's it. Yeah. That's a that's, that's two a Emmas one. right there, two right off MS. the bat. Right off the bat. And Emmy, I mean, there we go. <laughs> well, I'm you are Emma, Emma. <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yes. there we go. I don't think we have any Catherines. Oh, well, uh, no, okay. that's it's funny. Okay. It's okay. Maybe one day. Okay, what's number? What's the next one for you? Uh, Doctor Krishna. Oh, this we had to fight over this one. We did. Of. I mean, I gave it to Emmy, but it's. it's I. I mean, too. I was she like, I was it. telling Catherine, this was almost an out of body experience for me. This podcast because. I just couldn't. And it was on Zoom. We didn't, that was, we only done a handful of them Oh, that's right. It was on Zoom. It was on Zoom. I just couldn't believe that the person in front of me was, had had these life experiences Mm -hmm. and was able to be so positive and vibrant. Like his whole thing is, he wrote this book called Vibrancy, right? I believe it's called Vibrancy. Yeah. And um, because he was the head of St. Anthony's Hospital when the bombing happened. And he's... Mm a psychiatrist, his life mission was sort of to figure out why his mom had tried to commit suicide. I mean, she literally set herself on fire in front of him as a child. And I just am like, you're just, I just was so in awe of everything he's done, all the people he's helped, how much he loves Oklahoma City. I just, uh, it's such a good episode. Even though he was on Zoom, what I remember about that is I felt like he was like looking into our souls yes. from Zoom, like yes. from the computer screen. Yes. And I think that's why that, when you said it was on Zoom, I was like, wait, it was. was. I know. And I can remember you had said something about having anxiety and yes. in the past like five years really well, realizing. Catherine, you know, if I get a doctor in front of me, oh, I'm you are t- going deep. I, you are going, getting all I'm your like, questions <laughs> answered. And that he was stopped and he was like, he listened. He listened and he mm-hmm. said, Emmy, I'm, I'm so sorry that you, something like I, I, 
I understand what you're going through. He said something to well, you he, that was he like, said, he heard you. He, he goes, thank you for trusting that's what it me. Was. That's what it was. To listen or something to, like that. Yes, and I was like, what this. are you talking about? You're a psychiatrist. Oh. I feel I, the, you should charge me now because yeah. I'm going to spill out all and you my know, stuff. I, and it's, it's also was important for me because since that episode, I mean, I had known Dr. Krishna before that um, mm. through working um, on the board at Cassidy. And but after that, I've had to use him as a resource yeah. for some things that were going on in my life. And he I mean, he's not a practicing psychiatrist anymore, but he I wish he was. Has been. I know I, if he were, I would be beating down his door. Me too. So that is that's one that I think that was really spiritual for us that I think very spiritual and very just, you know, we've actually talked about the bombing quite a bit on we this have. podcast and his perspective is just so it gives you faith in humanity. It's just like it makes your it makes you just yes. believe in everybody. They should, Kristen should interview him on the Run to Remember podcast. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we we need should to tell, tell her that. that. That's a great idea. They should totally put him on. Yeah, okay. he, yeah, because he was. Yeah, he talked about how the people were running towards the the explosion, not away, mm -hmm. and um, just you know, I mean, he was the head of the hospital that was closest to the yeah. site. I mean, it's just the things he he witnessed, and I mean, he they lost staff, and mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's incredible. So he his episode is definitely yeah the most. Spiritual, or I don't know what what a better word would be for it, but it's impacted my life in lots of different areas, yes. not just in our opportunity to interview him. Hundred percent, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. okay, so another one for me. Yeah, what was yours? Was Nikeo Greco? Oh yeah, I mean, okay. she doesn't even live in Oklahoma City. She lives in LA. She's and she's really from Norman, but she's, she's from such Oklahoma a cheerleader. City. God, like of Oklahoma. So when we interviewed her. It would have been... She was kind of a pie-in-the-sky guest. We, she really was a pie-in-the-sky guest. And she was early on. Like, maybe yeah. she was, like, in number 10. I mean, like... I think it was last summer, maybe? Yeah, maybe it was. But she... Or no, I don't know. So we really interviewed her because she had grown up in Norman. She went to OU. Mm -hmm. She still is really connected to her friends in Oklahoma. Community. Her community in Oklahoma. And she went on to start a skincare company called Nikeo. And she had used her grandmother's recipes from Kenya to mm -hmm. start kind of, I wouldn't say it's all natural, but a really natural skincare line that was based on these like medicine woman yeah. recipes, basically. Yes. So, and at the time she had just launched a company called 13 Loon with a partner and the well, I, in like P. Diddy. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah. They had raised, they had raised some sort of angel yes. funding from some important people. Yes. But I mean, they really were at the very beginning impetus of it. And mm -hmm. it was, it's that they, I'm not going to say their tagline properly at all, but it's that they want to represent underrepresented um, demographics in the beauty industry. Right. And so since we interviewed her, they've gotten a deal with JCPenney and mm -hmm. she's been all over the country launching 13 loon sort of shops within shops mm -hmm. at JCPenney's. They've gotten either like four and a half or six and a half million dollars in, in investments and in venture yeah. funding. And I mean, I, someone said to me the other day, does she still have Nikeo, the skincare line? I mean, I'm sure she does. They carried it at Target. Well, she sold it to Unilever. Oh, she's, is it fully sold to Unilever? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I can't but remember. But she is now, oh, and she's lost her own, launched her own podcast. podcast. You know who she had on the other day? Tracy Ross. I saw that. Uh, I, saw I, that. I texted her and I was like, I cannot wait to listen to Tracy Ross. I'm obsessed with Tracy Ross. Oh, like, she's amazing. Awesome. So 
Nikeo, I mean, I think if you know Nikeo, you know that she was bound for greatness. And she is one of those people, a little bit like Andrea, when you are with her, yes, there is no bigger cheerleader on earth than the Nikeo. For like when I'm with her, she's like, oh my God, Catherine, you are so great. I love being with you. You're such a presence in Oklahoma City. Like she makes you feel like you're the only person. But in the it's room, genuine. Like a million bucks. It's genuine. She's cheering yeah. you on. And she's somebody that's created a community mm-hmm. around her. And you guys, you guys have to follow 13 Loon. It's it's well, just watching she, the trajectory of that company has been fun. Well, and it it was so interesting to me too because I've used her skincare line since you carried it at Greta. Oh yeah, I had it at Greta, and I never thought like, oh, because this is black founded, it's not meant for my skin. And I think that she is really trying mm-hmm. to dispel that stereotype by having all of these brown and black founded beauty brands housed under one roof. It's like you can use it too, right? And. Um, I loved that. Did you see the video that her daughter did? So Jennifer Aniston came out with like a hairline okay. and her daughter used it and her daughter has really coarse curly hair. Yep. And it's like, yeah, it's not, I think this whole like, oh, it's either for this type of hair or this type of hair is like, they're trying, I mean, they're doing amazing things by just dispelling that. Right. Cause it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. So we, I loved, I, oh, there's uh, every t- chance I get to talk to her or be with her. I have DM'd it. her. Actually, I DM'd her and told her that her husband kind of looks like Nate from Ted Lasso. And I don't think she ever responded. I hope I didn't offend her, Sinekeo. Oh Nate my God, so for cute. real? You think that he looks like Nate? That's so no, funny. No, no, no. Just his face. Just his face. Okay. Just his face. Okay. I think Nate's handsome, but... I, well, now I'm real mad at Nate. Oh, well, so yeah, you know. that's I the mean, thing. He's uh, the villain. Um, he's yeah, the yeah. villain. I mean, I would have said that before I got to the end of season two, but now I'm mad at Nate. I know. So. We, I know. Okay. Spoiler alert. Your, <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay, your third one. We each picked three. We could go on all day, but what's your third? My third was Cleo. <sighs> so Cleo is a Paralympic volleyball player. I just was in awe of, A, the Paralympics, her talking about their time. She has... Two gold medals. Wait, no, it now it's three, three, I think, and a and silver? silver. Yeah. And to be sitting in the presence of somebody who has gold medals is just next level. But she's so down to earth and cool, and she has the cutest coffee shop. Um, I wish flower I was next and flower. Door. I'd be going there all the time. I know. And I just, I don't know. I, I loved her story mm-hmm. because, you know, as a Paralympic volleyball player, she has um, a disability. But it's just incredible to hear about her with her teammates. And then we got to watch them win gold. Yes. Like on and my TV. And by the TV. way, she was pregnant. Yes. And we Olympics. didn't know. And we, yes. had, we didn't know. Like, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she I think that that episode is awesome. It just I, I don't know. Her story is very inspiring. And she's it just she humanized <laughs> Like yes, athletes for me. Yes, I mean because they're all on a pedestal for me. I mean, yeah, kidding. exactly. Like, and the Olympics um, are my favorite thing to watch. She brought me a cookie. Oh my god! Which all actually all of our guests have brought, brought treats. It's our, like yes, a, uh-huh. Chris Castro brought us the. Oh, Lynn brought uh, us pie. And Lynn brought us pie. Look, <sighs> you bring us something. Rosie brought us chips and wine. I mean, oh yeah, Rosie. If did. you bring us food, you'll it's a gateway yeah. to our hearts um, for sure. But I don't know. I just found Cleo to be so refreshing, mm-hmm. and she loves Oklahoma City, and her parents aren't from here, and. You know, I just love that all of these people have found this to be their home when they don't like have to. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, she she kicked butt in 
the Paralympics. And and she was somebody else that I just felt better being around her. Yeah, she is great energy. Yeah. Awesome energy. So that's a great one to listen to. And I also just, you know, hearing about their training. I just, I love hearing about the behind. Behind the scenes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so fun to hear. So hearing about how often they train and excuse me, travel and all of that, all of the inner workings of the Paralympics. And it just, it was so interesting to me. And I learned, I mean, on that podcast, I, that's all my favorite podcasts are the ones where we learned, learned something. We learned although something. Although we learned something yeah, every pretty time. much every time. Yeah. I would say actually every time. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, okay, okay so what so, was your last one? Well, okay. So I was going to say Megan Radford and Free oh, Brittany. Oh, Brittany. So I know if you guys listen to this episode, you'll know that I like, basically poo-pooed the whole situation early on. Okay? Yes. Okay. I mean, so Megan and I used to work together at S Design and she I can remember that she always loved Britney Spears. Loved, loved, loved. She would go to Vegas. She'd talk about Britney like Britney was her life. And I could never understand that because I'm not like obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I, I don't gravitate towards celebrities. Like there's no, I mean, I have seen Taylor Swift a lot in concert, but I'm not like obsessed with Taylor Swift. So I was always fascinated that this Which, was like something she yeah. was so excited about. So early on in the podcast, she sent a message and said, Hey, I was on this documentary about free Britney. And I, of course, freak out. I know. And of course, and she said, you know, would you want to, could I come on the podcast? And I was like, Oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What are you talking about free Britney? I mean, really? Like I didn't understand the issue. Right. Right. And so then of course, she, for 10 years, sort of worked on this whole concept of Free Britney. She was sort of she one of the invented, early ad- She invented it, basically. Free Britney. And then fairly recent, obviously, Britney's now free. But then she, I, we ended up talking about it. And I was like, I'm going to reach back out to her. I feel like such an idiot that I didn't understand the issues. Well, okay, it hit the New York Times. And then Catherine was like, I know. oh, okay. Well, I think the first the documentary might have been in New York. What was the it first? Was, it was, it and was. I still didn't even trust it. You know, I always am trusting the New York Times. <laughs> so, so I would first like, to, I mean, I did apologize to Megan, but I'm apologizing again for not really stopping and listening and taking it seriously. And I think Megan was a game changer in that. I mean, yes. I know she's never met Brittany personally, but no, she has. She has. Mm-hmm. Well, she's done meet and greets and stuff. Oh, meet but and like, greets, but she has no, like since Brittany's been freed. It's not like Megan's gone to her house. Exactly. I don't yeah. mean that, but. I mean, the work that she did on the Free Britney campaign and the social media work that she did and the marketing that she did and rallying the people that she met in L.A. around the cause of Free Britney. And now she wants to take that cause beyond using sort of her own personal experience with her brother. She wants to take the that experience beyond for other people that are in conservatorships that are obviously not in the person's best interest. I thought that that was so interesting. I mean, it really is a human rights issue. Yes, which and, I had never thought about. Yeah, and well, that's the whole point of the documentary. It's like, how can somebody who's so in the public eye and has all of these eyeballs on them and is so famous and so wealthy and successful, how can they literally be in almost, j- jail, basically? Yes, I mean- In financial and personal jail. Exactly. It's like- and publicly, right? Yeah. It's not. And that it went on for so long. So long. So if you're thinking about like, if this can happen to Britney Spears, like it, it could happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. And I think that's the thing that Megan is doing now is they're taking this conservatorship laws and they are turning them on their head and they're mm-hmm. asking all the questions. And yeah, because conservatorships, it sounds like in certain cases are abused. And yes, there's a lot of. And some ugh. states have more strict right. conservatorship laws where it's easier to or where it's maybe it's not 
more strict, less strict, where it's less easier strict, to abuse yeah. the system. So I really hope that she continues her work and I hope she continues it from Oklahoma City. And I think that was one of our episodes where it was like a subject we'd never, uh, never, never thought. Yeah. And it was so informative. And yeah, I, I really. And it was such it. a story of the times, too. And so that that, you know, it's relevant. People mm-hmm. were watching it when we were interviewing well, and we her. We interviewed her two weeks before, before. she was freed, mm-hmm. I believe. I so I think we interviewed her in October and then yep. she was freed November like 11th, maybe. I don't know why that date just came to I me. No, somewhere in. Um, November, I think. But it was really fun too to watch her freed and see Megan like on stage at the rally. I didn't see that. Oh, um, it, it was like playing on all the news. Oh my gosh, I've got. I mean, and on Instagram too, like okay. people who were live streaming the thing. I she mean, was, she was on the stage was making there. the announcements. Yeah. I mean, she was. She was a leader in that movement, yeah. and it was really cool that she's from Oklahoma City. I know. So, so we, those are our. Those are our. Favorites. I mean, once again, if you bring us food, you're at the top of the list. We have had so many. I mean, we could literally go wonderful, episode gracious, by episode and just talk about everybody, but people that that would be a three hour. So thank not. you to everybody that contributed to season one. Yes. Thank you for all your recommendations about Oklahoma City. One day we're going to synthesize those recommendations and put them into. One we we have a lot of goals we have for a lot the of podcast goals. and we just need to prioritize yes. and do the thing. Yeah. So we're going to be back in yes. the spring with so a whole we're new gonna, lineup of guests. Yes, we're going to prioritize us, our families, our businesses outside of here for a couple of months and then we'll be back. And then we'll be back. So, of course, always we're going to keep Instagram going. Yes. Communicate with us on Instagram. We're going to repost some of our old episodes. Yep. Um, probably weekly I'll post another and, you know, just for people to re-listen to or they haven't. Um, and send then, us recommendations for guests. Yes. We're, we're your making, favorite spots that are opening. Yes. Well, we're still going to, you know, champion Oklahoma City and then we'll be back and it'll be so fun. We can't wait. We'll be reinvigorated, refreshed. Refreshed. Emmy will have three children. Oh my God. <laughs> Good luck, Emmy. <laughs> uh, oh goodness. I know. Well, we've loved it. You guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for cheering us on. Thank you for telling us you listened, even if you didn't. It's kept us going, and we have loved every second of it, and we are excited to be back in the spring. Yep. And this is not goodbye. It's just goodbye for now. Just for We promise. Okay. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC. Or for business inquiries, email us at hello at actioncityokc.com. Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. <laughs>